Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you were little, as long as I can remember, you have really enjoyed gymnastics. gymnastics. Like, well, I wouldn't say gymnastics per se, but swinging on monkey bars, flipping, anything that's about tumbling. And so I thought that you would really like taking a gymnastics class. And do you remember what happened? I quit because I hated it. (laughs) What did you hate about it? Every part. Hi, I'm Nolika Radway, and this is Raising Rebels, a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children. Today, I'm joined by Hamara Radway. Hello. Tori Kelly. Hello. And Tony Mathis. Hi. Did I say that right? Yes. Yay! <laughs> um, and today we're going to be talking about something I know very little about, which is fun, um, sports. Um, so um, let's start. We like to start with uh, everyone sharing one word to describe how you're feeling right now. So, Tony, how are you feeling right now? Excited. Yay! That's good. That's good. Um, Tori, how are you feeling? I was feeling excited until mm-hmm. now I was uh, demoted below excited now. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, we're not I, in a I'm competition. Happy. We can all, yeah, we, we can we, all yeah, be, we, yeah, we can all, <laughs> nah. we can both have those feelings. Nah. We can both have those feelings. It's not I a gotta, sport. I gotta it's not one a sport. up that feeling. Yes, now. yeah, no. that's how competitive. We go, yeah, we gotta talk all about it. We don't get, all, we don't get into all of it. Go ahead. How you no, feeling? I'm actually, I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. <laughs> he <laughs> see, he does. He this competition is inevitable. We've actually never had that word before. There you go. Okay. We'll see. We'll see who's winning. I'm out right away. Man, I miss sports so much. So sitting around talking about sports, I'm feeling nostalgic. Oh. Yeah. What's really fun about the collective of people that are in this room right now is that we all grew up in the Bronx in the 90s and the 80s. Um, so and we all kind of went to Catholic high school. Tony, did you go to Catholic high school too? College, Catholic. College. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. but kind of. We'll just, you know, but you know the culture. You know the culture. Yeah. You know the culture. Um, so we have a really unique experience, but also different. So it'll be really interesting to hear about it. So let's start by telling us a little bit, telling us a little bit about yourself. So Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh my gosh, like what? Like just anything. <laughs> how you would define yourself? How I would define myself? Well, right now in this time of my life I would define myself as Olivia's mother okay because my time and energy and just everything that I'm doing is geared toward helping her reach her goals right now Mm -hmm. um yeah I feel like every every other minute of my day other than when I'm working Mm -hmm. is dedicated to her right now Mm mm-hmm I'm I'm excited for her to go to college and not to be that way. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. I hear you. <laughs> Tori, tell us about yourself. Um, I think now I'm ever changing. Mm-hmm. Like I think that things are changing and I'm 
I'm, I mean, I, I don't say I'm getting used to it, mm -hmm. but I would say I'm definitely appreciating it and starting to just let it, let, let it do, let it do what it do. <laughs> so oh. I think that would kind of define me now. You guys aren't playing around. Okay, good. <laughs> I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Okay. Um, Hamara Radway, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. I'm feeling all the way out there because I watched uh, that Jim Carrey give a speech at like some holistic university. Okay. Yeah. Feeling like the energy right now. Like I'm energy, you know, in so many ways. I'm feeling all the ways energy. <laughs> Yes, I'm now not even gonna say Maharashi out here. It's gonna okay. be a problem, okay. but no, right. I'm feeling like yeah, I'm feeling like energy in every way and connected to all these people. Okay. I'm also feel, I feel like a dad. Um, it's funny I don't play sports as much as I used to, but I always feel like an athlete. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Tell us about your your people. There's so many things. Yeah. I mean, I love the age that she's at mm -hmm. right now. So she is 13. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to sit down with a 13-year-old and kind of see just where she's at. Like, she's a person. Yeah. And she has opinions. And just seeing everything that, getting everything that I've put in out, like, you get out whatever you're putting into something mm -hmm. and i'm a firm believer in that believer in that for everything mm -hmm. but with her i see it the most like her sense of humor her she's an amazing athlete but she's just a really good person yay yeah. i'm not tell anybody any, tell the audience about our three little people you tell them about our three people <laughs> i mean i feel like they know our three people where are they right now today um so Blue is also 13 and figuring out or like exploring who she is and having all these like successes around mm. trying something new, which is like really amazing to see. Mm. And Moxie is, she's like <laughs> floating right now. She just, she's 11 and we just had, we had a conversation today. I was like, you're living your best life, aren't you? And she's like, yes, I am. Yeah. I am right now. Living my best life, so that's, awesome. that's yeah. her. She can recognize that. She, yeah. Oh, she sees it, which that's is really awesome. awesome. And then Glory is, <laughs> I think, like she's growing up and she's like fighting it. She's seven. She really likes being the youngest and the baby, <laughs> um, and she's not as little as she used to be. So it's not flying the way it used to fly. Yeah. And she's like, ha like she's letting go. She's in like a, she's in fall. We're in fall right now. We're taping and I feel like she's having a fall season of her own. Yeah. Getting ready for what comes next. Um, so tell me something that has surprised you about being a parent. For me is to see the difference between my kid and what I expect and what I see with other kids. Mm. So yeah. it's like, I have certain stands and I'm saying, you know what? A lot of these kids, they can't. They can't, they're not up to par. And I for, saw myself as being up to par, just period, you know, with mm -hmm. just certain things. You just feel like, why is this kid doing this? Mm -hmm. And then I realized, man, the kids are not as up to par as my daughter. In what and way? So many. Like, yes, I don't know what it is. But he and does it's, have it's high not, expectations. Yeah, but it's, I have high expectations. You guys so tell just, me a story. I need to understand what you mean here. Um... I can give a story for you for, ahead, him, for him. This is this is just an example of 
like and a, a little bit of an exaggeration on it but a kid could be like one mm-hmm. and he's like this kid couldn't even read the letters or and i'm like <laughs> yeah. dude i'm like the kid is one like you got to give them i didn't know any better. a little bit so i think he bases uh, a lot of like olivia was reading when she was three mm-hmm. so that's his like you know, oh, everybody needs to be, mm-hmm. you know, this and that. And he'll, you know, and he's always playing with kids. So he'll sit down and he'll do math with them. And he's like, could you believe it? This kid couldn't even read the phone said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I could actually believe that mm-hmm. that kid couldn't read that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because they are old. You know, it's not like, I mean, yes, I said one, but they're like seven, eight, you know, mm-hmm. yes, older kids that point. you're kind of like, kids wow, that you would that's think pretty interesting. Even when we were kids, it's like, all right, these kids should know. Mm-hmm. how to spell their name they're like eight years old so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I never knew that with kids until I became a parent I'm like mm-hmm. oh wow. kids are different yeah, these kids are not that bright a lot but then, <laughs> but then you see because the, the adults are not Poor that bright me. in this world not I'm not saying every kid I'm just saying you you, you can easily pinpoint these kids when when you have adults when you're driving you're mm-hmm. like damn it that, that guy was an idiot mm-hmm. he was probably an idiot kid I can't. I can't. <laughs> I do not believe that any kids are idiots. No. That's not. Oh, no. You don't, you don't no, see that's that. not like accurate. Even the kids we went to school with that kind of got a hard time for not being bright. What they have revealed to me later is, and some of them chose sports because they were like ch- pushed that mouth mm-hmm. to okay, like, fair enough. I'm I give, not, I give you're not that bright. And what we learned later is they had like learning differences mm-hmm. or people didn't really, or they Touché. had issues outside. Like, yeah, Touche. That's you know. the, I guess again to piggyback off of that mm-hmm. is when Olivia learned how to read because Tony taught her how to read. Mm-hmm. You know, started from young, and I can't understand how a parent wouldn't do that mm-hmm. for their kids, even mm-hmm. if they are learning disabilities and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But to me, I still see it as you know. I gotta the say, that sounds like when we Tony's what you really want to start. With. <laughs> no, like, but it's yeah. the truth. No, it's the yeah, truth. That's dope. It's the straight truth. Yeah. I think that as we have the conversation around sports, because this is really interesting to me. Everything mm-hmm. you're saying. I mean, just on the sports level, like the fact that sports isn't at the center of my household is surprising to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I thought sports would be at the center of my household, mm-hmm. and I think so much of they've just developed their own personalities and. In a way, like I have fought force feeding it because I don't want it to be something where I'm like, I don't want to do that thing. Um, but it's been interesting that it's not the center and they found their own different things, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about having the conversation about sports, like I, I said in the beginning, I I did not play organized sports when I was a young person. I didn't like I was on track for like two hot minutes and it was really all about boys. Um, I not like nothing, not like not. I was the manager of my high school basketball team for a season, um, but nothing that made me sweat or anything like that. So it's definitely like not my wheelhouse. But when I thought about sports, the thing that came to mind to me was like the idea of competition and like so much of what sports is about is like competition and a conversation we have in our household often is like who's competitive who's not competitive like is it in our nature is it not in our nature and so in thinking about preparing for this I asked guests to do a recollection and the point of the recollection is like many times when we're parenting we think about who we are now but really if we want to 
do it on a higher level, we need to think about who we were as children and try to connect with children in that way. And so I asked you all to think about a time that you witness competition. And so I did some research about like, what does competition really mean? And something that came up was the idea that there's a goal that, and only one person can reach it. And so there's like a competition to see, like competition is like, trying to reach a goal that there's somebody or something that you're in opposition to. And so, yeah, tell me. Okay, so one, I did think of what... um, Surprised you? (laughs) Good, go ahead. Is how much I have to, or how much I had to work on myself because I was seeing things in Olivia that reminded me of me. And I was like, no... And I knew that the only way to fix that was to fix it in me mm-hmm. because she was picking it up from me. Mm-hmm. And so that's one why I didn't want a daughter. I really wanted a son because mm-hmm. <laughs> I just knew that there were going to be things that maybe I wasn't ready to visit about myself mm-hmm. that she that feeling, was going to yeah. pick up. Mm-hmm. And then so as she was, like sometimes I see it and I'm like, oh, man, like you just keep reminding me that I'm still a work in progress. Yes. I have to keep working on myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it's it's good, but it forces it for me mm-hmm. because, you know, I I want to be the best example for her, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to keep saying, hey, you need to do it this way mm-hmm. and then not do it that way myself. So mm-hmm. I try to make a conscious effort. Um, like if I get short tempered with her, I go back and I say, look, I apologize. And even if she says it's OK, I say it's not OK. Mm-hmm. It's something that I need to work on and I'm working on it just so you know, I'm working on it and I'm really trying not to be that way with you because Mm -hmm. I think in general we save or we use we're so polite to people outside of our households right like you're not going to be rude to whoever's whatever I wouldn't be rude to Mm -hmm. like someone bagging my groceries or and then I come home and if I'm in a bad mood those two the two most important people get the worst of that because I know at the end of the day, they're my family, they're mm-hmm. gonna love me, but I don't want them to get that. Mm-hmm. I want them to get the best of me. Mm-hmm. And I want, uh, not that I wanna be treating other people like crap, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. they should get the best of me. Mm-hmm. So it has surprised me how much I need to reflect back on myself and keep working on me if I want Olivia to be the best Olivia. Mm-hmm. So. That's deep, I hear you. <laughs> Tori, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Back to our recollection. You can make it up now. So um, it's time for our recollection. Did anything come to mind for you all? Um. Yeah, I think so. All right. We're ready. Share with um, us. We're all ears. I think my dad, we used to play different games such as uh, like checkers. And I look back and I say, you know what? He used to, he used to beat me in checkers. And I'd be like, man. I want to beat him. And then he would do certain things like, oh, you're so close. And regardless of mind game, you know, so regardless of if I'm winning or whatever the case may be, he would, you know, put mind tricks. On. And I knew it, you know, it's like, it like, I know those Jedi mind tricks. Mm-hmm. But when he would win or he'd say, oh, you sure you want to do that? And I'd be like, yeah, he beat me. And then he'd be like, oh, next time, pat you. You know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's like antagonizing. Mm-hmm. And I would go in the room and I would be pissed. I'm like, ah, biting the pillow and fighting. I'm saying, <laughs> but then you know what? I gotta beat him. Cause then when I come out the room, he's flying around around the house with this, you know, <laughs> so I was like- Celebrating? Yeah, celebrating. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, I gotta get him. Mm-hmm. So as I got older, I realized, you know what? I can, you know, I can beat him. And then I started beating him. Then I, I just, I would just be quiet. I wouldn't, 
say much. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, I started doing that. And then mm-hmm. now I see that with Olivia, like I don't let up on her when we compete mm-hmm. at different things. And then when mm-hmm. she starts to win, mm-hmm. she's quiet for a minute. She eats that, she likes that, that silent wind. And after a while, I hear her talking what, enough shit. What <laughs> feelings were associated with like, not the winning or the losing, but like the time in the competition with your dad? like That I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. And it was a mind game. Like most of the time winning is, is mental. Mm-hmm. So once you, once you conquer that, you can you can start to win. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, now that I know, I can pinpoint when he might be slipping. Or, mm-hmm. And it was like minor things, because I loved it. I loved the fact that he would beat me, because I know that I got to get better. Mm-hmm. We played baseball, he would pitch the same way like he normally would pitch to a grown person. Mm-hmm. So things like that, I knew it would get me better. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that was like a, I don't want to say a turning point, but mm-hmm. that was a, a strong realization mm-hmm. that, that brews the com- the competition that how competitive I am. Mm-hmm. And I think Olivia has the same thing. So mm-hmm. I, I do the same thing to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she'll, she'll understand when she gets my age. Mm-hmm. So you can see things full circle. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about the competition aspect of something, a recollection of when I was young. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you compete with your friends at a bunch of different things all the time. We mm-hmm. play sports. It's like... All right, you win, you lose, but that's your peer. Mm-hmm. But when you finally beat someone that's not your peer, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, I did something, did something good. Mm-hmm. It felt good. Yeah, it felt good. Right. Tony, what's your recollection <laughs> of competition? And I, I have, not that I have no idea what stands out to me, but this memory is, I, I, I always say that I don't remember a lot from when I'm younger because I have to make space for better memories. So mm. like, I just keep. I'm like, yeah, I didn't have room for those memories. Mm-hmm. This memory is we were, I was in elementary school and I think it was like third grade after school program and we were playing kickball and the gym teacher, I always thought he was like a little bit of a pervert. Even at that age, mm-hmm. I thought he was a pervert. He probably was. He was. Mm-hmm. And um, he liked this one girl And so he was the, we were playing kickball and he was like the pitcher for both teams. So Mm -hmm. in my mind, he can't have favorites. He is the pitcher Mm -hmm. and he throws the ball to her and she says, oh, she hits it. She has, you know, she runs and he says, go Cindy G. And I just blurted out, shut up. (laughs) And I was quiet and shy at that age. So like for me to even do that was like, but it wasn't even a thought. It was like, I did it in the same tone he did it in. He's like, go Cindy. And I'm like, shut up. And then I'm like, and I don't know if I, if one, it annoyed me that I knew he was a pervert and he liked her and that was gross to Mm -hmm, me. But mm -hmm. also like, you're not allowed to cheer for other, like Mm -hmm. I'm already pissed that I'm losing. Mm -hmm. And now you have just rubbed it in my face and you are a pitcher for both teams. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that, I don't know, that is one memory that Mm -hmm. always sticks out to me. I think also, cause I I did something that I would not have normally Mm -hmm, done. And mm -hmm. that might've been my turning point in life. Like, all right. Being quiet and shy and all that, mm-hmm. you gotta, it's not getting you anywhere. You gotta <laughs> step it up, kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> and people take advantage, you know, when you're when you're nice and quiet mm-hmm. and people, but if you just put it out there right away, mm-hmm. people kinda like, all right, let me mm-hmm. just. I mean, our voice is so powerful. Our voices are power in so many ways, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I think of those kids next to you that must have been crazy because they think you was quiet <laughs> and then you did that. They were like, oh, this is the real and, and nobody really did that in that. Like, in yeah. th- those kids were also kind of quiet just mm-hmm. playing a kickball game. So, I mean, I didn't get in trouble. So. That sounds funny. <laughs> I was trying to go back as young as possible. Mm-hmm. I have one from junior high school. So Tori and I went to junior high school and, uh, and high school together. Yeah. And so in junior high school, I ran track in junior high school and played football. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I'm in eighth grade, so I'm 13. And there's an award they give at the end of the year at Mount for track. It's like the MVP award. And so you, and I thought of it today because that picture's on the fridge right now, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, I just told my kids, they're like, how old are you in this picture? I'm like, I'm 13. They're like, wow, you, you look old but <laughs> they thought my flat top was cool though uh, that was a funny conversation that was everybody fu- is this the hairstyle yeah. everybody had this hairstyle yeah, 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 yeah. back again go ahead sorry mm-hmm. it's back again and so it was tight that day clearly i went that day to get a haircut i was getting an award i was hoping i was getting that award but mm-hmm. i remember the whole year and it made me think of your story is because part of what happened was once i got a taste for winning it became something i really liked Cause it was like immediate affirmation. It was like, Oh, I got something today I could go do. And I could know that I belong here. Right. And so once I got it, I was like addicted to it, to be honest. And so, but then I started that year running track with this, one of my really close friends, Halim. And I remember us running through the year and I was like, Halim's going to win this thing. He's fast and he's been here forever and he just wins. He's never lost. Right. So I was like, this is going to be hard. But I tried to put together like almost like a portfolio of why I should win this thing. And so like I was like on time. I made sure I was leading stretches. I made sure I put the equipment on the bus. Like I was campaigning for this thing from like fall to May of that year. And uh, I remember getting that award and it be feeling so happy. And something that makes me think of is Halim left when I got that award. Mm-hmm. he really won that award too it was a big deal for both of us mm-hmm. and it reminds me how part of what made it a competition that was different even when we raced each other was you could still have first second and third when you race each other you could have your own races but with that award there was only one mm-hmm. and it made me think of a conversation we had of that's kind of like is the part of the competition is mm-hmm. like there's only the win right mm-hmm. and so um mm-hmm. yeah i think of that mm-hmm. as the earliest i could remember competition mm-hmm. really creeping into my life Do you think it would you would like working with a coach if it was no other kids were there? No. No. If it was like a private tutor that doesn't judge me, like the violin guy, mm-hmm. I would be fine. So the, you think the part that you didn't like about it was like the, this feeling that you were being judged? Yes. That probably doesn't feel so good to be judged, mm-hmm. especially when you're learning something. Do you know that in so many sports, that's what they do? They have a coach, and their job is to judge and correct? Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's horrible. Now my kids will say, you are competitive, Mom. But I don't think I never thought of myself as being a competitive person, like caring about, um, you know, getting any kind of, like, accolade from someone else or something like that. I can't think of a time that that felt but what what felt important to me but what i realized is like a theme that has happened throughout my life of like i've been in competitions and not known 
I was in that competition. And so when I was in middle school also, um, when you were in eighth grade, there was one person, I went to a cat school, and one person rang the bell. So it was a job of one person to get the bell and go into the middle of the hallway and ring it to let all of the kids know that it's time to change classes. And so when I was in seventh grade, the girl who, it's always a girl, girl who rang the bell in eighth grade started teaching me how to ring the bell. And One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I just like, oh, you want to ring the bell? And I start ringing the bell. It never dawned on me that only one person gets to ring the bell and that like I got chosen. Not because I you sign up, not you don't raise your hand. They never did like a who would like to ring the bell next year? Let's decide how they just picked me to ring the bell. What I didn't realize is that a lot of people wanted to ring the bell. <laughs> it was yeah. like why well, I was in eighth grade, um, there was animosity. This girl, this one particular girl, I think her name was Heather. Um, if you're out there, I'm sorry. It was not my fault they gave me the bell. But um, <laughs> there was just this, I didn't know she didn't like me. And I did not understand why we were in this kind of like competitive, like, and it would come up in other classes and groups and, and she'd say some mean things to me. And I'm always like, what's the, like, what's up? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not, like, I don't care. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I ring the bell. Like I, <laughs> I, I won something that I, I wasn't. I didn't even know I was competing. Um, but whatever the, whatever was supposed to be seen or thought, like, oh no, you're the person mm-hmm. who gets to ring the bell. And how fucked up that is in a in a middle school of all of these young people that you pick one person to ring the bell with no process, yeah. with no like, yeah, this is the process of how you get to ring the bell. So that kind of came like. That thought of being, because for me, um, and the thing that came to mind is the idea of like, I, and I have a child that's like this, I'm almost oblivious sometimes to the external validation or like what's happening externally, which has served me well in many ways. And then other ways, it kind of like with this, I had no empathy for what the experience was of my peers because I just was like, like Tori, I was winning all the time. You know what <laughs> I mean? I was out here winning. I didn't even know. Um, but it does you know, coming back to our children and trying to raise these free children, this idea of how much sports is grounded in external validation and how do you kind of balance that? And it it doesn't just happen in sports and it's in like, it's how our world works. It's white supremacy. Um, But I do see it particularly in sports, how do you talk to your young person or how do you think about as parents external validation as motivation to do anything? So, well, I I have to start with that Olivia is a gymnast Mm -hmm. and it is a, the scoring is subjective. Mm -hmm. So kind of like with your, your gym teacher. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. so they're, (laughs) so they're going to, they're going to look at your skills and if let's say the point range that they can take off for what you're doing is from a half a point to a point mm-hmm. that judge has an opportunity to say i didn't like the way your hair looked that day and i'm going to take off 
this much instead of, you know, instead of the low range, I'm going to take off a little bit higher because it's so subjective. So it is, I think, it's a hard balance. I'm sorry. I tried to show the girl Simone Biles video this weekend. (laughs) And during they kept saying, she has the best smile. She has the best smile. And I was like, close your ears, close your ears. Listen to the rest. (laughs) But it was weird. Sorry. No, but but it's it's so there was a competition that Olivia competed at. And we didn't know until after the competition, when the coach was going through her deductions, Olivia said to me, there was a deduction on there for pouted lips. And of course, it pissed me off immediately because I'm like pouted lips. Because we black and people of color, our lips are pouted. That's how we. That's how we stand. So, that means we mean business. That's how we go. Yeah, we talk she about. embraces. She has lips. I mean, she can't yeah. help what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, she wasn't losing. Like, here's the thing. I get her. I get her sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. You know what? If she's being a bad sport about something, this wasn't one of those days. Mm-hmm. Olivia, first off. If you are smiling and doing your gymnastics floor routine, you kind of look like a serial killer. Like, the, it doesn't go. It's like classical music. Have you ever seen somebody smiling, dancing to classical music? No. And then I'm like, okay. I'm like, who else got a deduction for pouted lips? You know, and her coach, when she asked, it was like, oh, no, no. You know, they kind of threw that under the rug. And I was like, that's the type of stuff that pisses me off because... You have to be so good, like Simone Biles, that nobody can even deny you. Like when I, so I, I yeah, boxing. So my boxing coach, really my Muay Thai coach, he what he would always say is, if that person is standing next to you, you lost because we don't know anybody in this industry. Like we don't have those connections. You can't have that person standing next to you. You have to be so good. You have to knock them out because there cannot be any doubt in the judge's mind Otherwise, they're going to give it to that other person because it's subjective. It's wait, you are a political. boxer. Yeah. Oh, you guys, there's so much to talk about here. Okay, <laughs> so you are a boxer. So she's some of you too in this competitive like figuring. Oh out. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to say I'm, I. I am. I'm competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not. No, I see the difference. We all do. We all hear the difference. We all hear the difference. Go ahead. But this is interesting. But um, <laughs> it's so hard because Sorry, I, I love you. Nah, that's, okay. no, I, I, that's why I'm fun. ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I truly it's love this. I love this. No, it's, I mean, it's gymnastics. And it's there's so many elements in gymnastics that, one, you are, you're on a team, but you are competing directly against your teammates. Mm. There is only one person. It doesn't matter. You're competing against those teammates. Mm-hmm. And Olivia does such an amazing job of being there for her teammates and wanting them to win, but at the same time wanting to beat them. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want you to do your best, but I want to beat you at your best. Mm-hmm. I don't want you not to do well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... So, I mean, just the sport in general is like, just like a mind fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to care what these people think, but at the same token, make sure your hair looks neat. Mm-hmm. Make sure that because mm-hmm. those are things that you're gonna get deductions for. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. You're getting a deduction for pouted lips. You're mm-hmm. gonna get, like Tori <laughs> used to say it in the beginning, like there, so in gymnastics, you have to have like a hollow body position, which really means you have to suck your butt under. And so if you, you can't always right so Tori's like man if black people had invented gymnastics there's no way wow I didn't even know that existed so it's a hollow body position so you pretty much I mean your butt can be out a little bit but the way it's like your hips have to be under your butt kind of has to be sucked in Mm -hmm. and it's it doesn't work for the anatomy of 
certain people. Most people. <laughs> yeah, Most yeah. People. So it doesn't really, and then gymnastics makes your butt big because mm-hmm. it's a muscle mm-hmm. and you're working that muscle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. But if you're so conflicted, because I hear conflict in mm-hmm. what you're saying, how do you talk to Olivia about it? Like, is it okay? Do you show her the conflict? Do you like, I'm conflicted about this. You get to be conflicted about this too. Or do you feel like you have to kind of like hide your conflict so that she doesn't like have hard feelings about what she's chosen? Like, does she know that you're conflicted about it? If she, if I act, if she was in a room and we said like she wouldn't be surprised. She wouldn't no, surprise. she mm-hmm. we uh, we are very open mm-hmm. with Olivia about mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. and I think that she's pretty good at uh, deciding what matters to her. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I feel like you know from five until now. Olivia has said she's going to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So she is like, that's that's the goal, you know? And she talks about it less now, I think, because... Well, and that competition and the way that people react, you know? So she's like, yeah, that's my goal, but I don't want to talk to other people about it. I just mm. want to keep it quiet mm-hmm. and just do what I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. um, the pressure that people put on her when she say like, I oh, I want to go to the Olympics. People are yeah. like, oh, you're going to go to the Olympics? And she doesn't like uh, she doesn't like attention. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want like we went to a party and everybody knows she's a gymnast and they see her videos and they're like, oh, she's such a good gymnast. Can you do something for us? Can you? Oh, can't wait to see you. And she's like, it's just too much. I mm-hmm. don't want to talk mm-hmm. to people about it. It's fine if they say like, oh, maybe one day I'll see you on TV. Mm-hmm. But she's like, it's just it's too much. I don't want to. She doesn't like attention. Mm-hmm. Tori, is something else you want to add? No. I'm I'm enjoying this I'm enjoying this this Um, conversation as you're talking the thing that came to mind for me uh, so two stories one is I had this this friend of mine and she was a swimmer a really strong swimmer and she always tells me this she told me the story once of like once she started swimming competitively she didn't want to swim anymore like it lost its like her love for it. And I've heard a lot of like I have a lot of friends who went to LaGuardia, which is like um a a fine arts or like a performance arts school in New York City and they're like, It was so great. I love being LaGuardia and I'm like, Oh, are you a dancer now? I'm like, No, I got burnt out. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> and I'm always like, What? What? And I like yeah, because you know we like Blue is a dancer. I'm always like, Should we be thinking about it? And they're like, Yes, she should totally go there. And I'm like, Good. Do you? But I don't do that anymore. I was like, But I don't want her to lose her love of this thing that she does not because of a show, but just because she loves it. Um, and so I, I, I'm, I'm curious about for you guys and having this child who probably very young showed a, a proficiency, mm-hmm. you know, like very yeah. young, you're like, oh, you could do this, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been, I guess what has been gained and what has been lost in doing it competitively? Because she could have been a gymnast that just goes to monkey bars. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or um, or she could do it the way she does it now. So, or anywhere in between, right? Like, we're yeah. not going to go the main circuit. Like, we're yeah. not trying to get to... We're just trying to be in this with you. Um, what do you think? Like, what do you feel like has been gained in, like, her doing it this, this way that you've done it? And, like, what are things that you think might have been lost? Well, we just... So we were there mm-hmm. with her... We're at this new. We're at this gym now, um, for the third year. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, Olivia wanted to quit gymnastics, mm. and I thought 
it was the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think this atmosphere is a very cookie cutter gym. So basically a kid comes in, they can teach to a certain level. If your kid is beyond that level, they will break your kid down to fit this mold so that they are coachable to those coaches. Um, Everything you're saying is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hindsight yes. is twenty twenty. Um, While we were in it, absolutely. Because um, I look back and I'm like, man, we should have left sooner. But then I'm like, no, we left at the right time. Mm-hmm. But um, she was ready to quit, mm-hmm. and we were we are about an hour and fifteen minutes from one of the best gyms in the country. Mm-hmm. It's in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. we're and I say, let's just try another gym, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work for you, quit. You know, but mm-hmm. I mean, inside, I'm like sucks because you're talented mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and she loves it and she loves it mm-hmm. and i mean it would it would have sucked but at the same in the same token it's like i'm not forcing her to do something mm-hmm. that she doesn't want to do mm-hmm. so we go to this gym first 30 days was oh every day my head hurts i, I just want to quit i'm like give it the 30 days after that after that 30 days she's like i would never go back to that gym like mm-hmm. it was like they pumped life into her mm. so and I don't know if that works for everybody. I don't know if doing it too much or being around the right, in the right atmosphere um, for whatever your goal is or for you to maintain that love for it. Mm-hmm. But for us, it was that exactly that, like switching the atmosphere, switching what the coaches were saying, their perspective on things. I think people that were believing in her, whereas at the other gym, it was kind of making me feel like, like I was wearing mom goggles. Like maybe I think she's better than she is. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they're right. Maybe Olivia is I think like mom okay. goggles are like the best things ever. <laughs> or they could not. Yeah, be, you I know, mean, like I think it's so helpful. Like that, it's like the other start. It's the other side of the external validation. It's like you do need someone who's your cheerleader. Like you do need someone who's like, no, you're dope. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all the time. And mom But then goggles. I feel like, well, you're my mom, you know? Yes, so I think, yes, I feel like sometimes yes. you do need, you need something that says, so like you can have a, in gymnastics anyway, you could have a season where you don't win so much, but you do need a couple of wins there mm-hmm. to keep you, to keep you grasping, to keep you saying, you know what? I do love this, but like, even if you love something, and I don't know how it is for everybody, but mm-hmm. it's no fun to lose. If you're doing it in a competitive situation, it's no fun to lose at something you love all the time mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. You know, what else? So I, I think a little bit, yes. Mm-hmm. We need to be her cheerleader, but she also needs to win sometimes to let herself know because you're not always going to win. So I guess the last thing I want to ask you guys about or just thinking about all this, like what are the dreams you have for her? Like what are your dreams for her? I'd have to copy what she always says. So mm-hmm. anytime anybody asks her mm-hmm. what her goals are, she says, I just want to be the best gymnast that I could be. Okay. But more than that, um, I hope she continues on the path as a person. Mm-hmm. Like I hope that everything that she's learned, the lessons that she learns carry over to everything in life, that she works just as hard for everything else, that she... I mean, she's proven that she sets her mind to something. She wants it. She goes out and gets it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want her to be happy. Mm -hmm. I want her to do what makes her happy. Tori? What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) That was was a great answer. What are your dreams for Olivia? For her to fulfill her goals, Mm -hmm. period. Just whatever they are. And Mm -hmm. I know that they'll be ever changing. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So I just like wanted, you. Yeah. It would. It would. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean that, and also, as I said to her when she was little, I want her to just always be sharp. Mm-hmm. Like just, just pick up on things, be observant, and mm-hmm. and apply everything that you've learned to all types of different scenarios, and mm-hmm. put it into place. So that way, it'll benefit you. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I think she understands that now as she's getting older. She's like, all right, I think I can. Uh, I can start learning, listening to my parents because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know most kids they don't listen to, they, to their parents. But It'll come back around again. She's, she's don't, listening. Don't get too excited. She's starting to listen. <laughs> okay. but I think when you have one, it's like uh, we're kind of like, like I say, if you're gonna vent about somebody, come home and vent to us. Like, mm-hmm. don't talk to the other girls. Don't talk about girls in gymnastics to mm-hmm. other girls in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. It just creates mm-hmm. craziness. Like, we're your parents. We're not gonna say anything. Mm-hmm. You can come and vent to us and. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We wish you the best of luck along your parenting journey. And know that I have your back. This podcast was produced by Domino Sound. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.